0: one of the most unique podcasts on the planet hey bus driver hey bus driver hey bus driver the show about everything related to student transportation if you're a student transportation professional you found your show hey bus driver exploring the entire school transportation universe Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson.
1: Let's do it
2: you can't do it. All right.
1: what you can't do it we're doing it together we're already on
2: so this is gonna be awesome
1: welcome into the show uh thank you for being here for episode number three we're going to be talking about lit oh. and it's so lit you guys don't even know but uh we'll be talking about leadership and training with are we saying the trust i guess we'll just say it's with the trust yeah so
2: that was a neat pun A neat
1: neat pun that it's the trust. Oh, it's so lit. lit. It's lit. I think we should have done the shirts for Christmas. Can we do that for the week of leadership and training? Yeah, we can wear shirts? Okay, cool. So can I just first say, we're we're down here in Tucson uh, the night before our Tucson leadership and training session for tomorrow that we'll be teaching here in Sunnyside. And what is the deal with dot not finishing I-10. Like, that thing has been going on for, what, 15 years in construction, and they just still haven't finished the...
2: I think it's been longer than that.
1: Longer than 15 years?
2: It, it, every time you come down here... Well, you
1: came down here for a band, right? Yeah. A, well, back in the day. At it, least it, to travel it, with the team. Every
2: time right? you come down to Tucson, the freeway's under construction.
1: It looks like they've never finished that north section, and mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure why. How often do you come down here, Steph?
3: Fairly often.
1: Fairly often.
3: Fairly wow. often. So, a couple times a month, I guess.
1: Really? Wow. A no. month? You make it? Oh, you're not even on, so I would ask you, but you're in the background. Anyways, so, yeah, I I was really surprised. I thought by now they would have for sure been done with V10, but it's...
2: It was nice when you were coming through the one area where it was widened. Through Picacho. finally Picacho, that, yeah, was really that was finished. That was very nice. Anna, so that was very nice coming They did to a there really good and... job
3: completing And what's the...
1: the what's the deal with the the changing speed limits? Did you notice that?
2: Um, I think they do that with um, the blowing dust storms now. Oh, is they that, that come so They come through. They change it, down. slow everyone down so the accents aren't as bad. Yeah, I saw that and I'm like,
1: yeah. that doesn't make any sense. But I guess that does make sense. So yeah. They can just change them on, a, on the fly. Right,
2: right.
1: How do you fight that speeding ticket?
2: <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> As bus drivers,
3: we should not have speeding tickets.
1: I wasn't referring to driving the bus through the dust storm. I've just meant in general, whenever the state deemed that they were going to change the speed limit on a whim. So, but if
2: we do get a speeding ticket, I mean, <clears throat> we can go to class now with a CDL.
1: Did that go into effect?
2: It did in September.
1: So now we can go to. Structural. You can
3: go, but it will do nothing to take anything off your record.
1: So what's the point of going? Well,
3: that's the You don't
2: question. have to pay the fine then, right? You just pay the class fee that's the and question. you get the... I'd
1: be okay with that. Still Eight having it on your class record, I'm it in my record now. Yeah, you you sure. still
2: lose the points?
3: Oh, yeah. It goes on your record.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you don't lose the points against your license anymore because you attended a class, correct?
3: No. That's the thing about the CDL um, portion oh. is they let you go to the class, but...
2: Then why go to the class? A, if well, that's the, the question. I'm not going to waste the eight hours of my day. Well,
1: but I don't want to shell out the five hundred dollars for the speeding ticket.
2: You get a five hundred dollars speeding ticket? Tell I, us, it's Jason, been a what? while <laughs> since I've had
1: one. I think my last one was two thousand and actually right before I started bus driving because that was one of the questions. Have you? How's your record? And I said I mm. just had a speeding ticket. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and yet you became a bus driver anyway. Student. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: yeah, trans- I got order. hired. Well, that's what you call them. That's right. Which I agree to.
2: Another district is a transporter of learners. Why do
1: you call them student transporters?
2: We call them student transporters because you do more than drive the bus. Like what? Um, You are mom. You are dad. You are grandma. You are grandpa. You are the shoe tire, the nose wiper, the ponytail putter upper. Um, psychologist, psychiatrist, you are everything. What
1: about all the certifications and the paperwork? So do they very... have to do that?
2: What do you mean with certifications and well, paperwork? Well, they have to keep their certifications. Well, absolutely, right? yes.
1: Do they have any yeah. additional paperwork that they have to do?
2: Oh, There's a lot of paperwork. I mean, we're always talking with our kids. We're documenting everything, you know, so we know how to help kids become successful and be successful on the bus ride for school. So, it's more than just driving the bus. You know, the bus driver just kind of sits there and looks out front and doesn't realize there's a mirror above their head, because hmm. you know, he's just driving the bus. Not just so, a bus driver that we hear so often. Just the bus driver, exactly. Hear that Steph,
1: ever. I'm just oh, bus all
3: driver. the time, just the bus driver. And my mom said, "I don't have to listen to you, and I pay my taxes, pay your salary." Oh, my favorite. I hate that one. Yeah, let me, you give, you the the ba- let me yeah. give you the dime
2: back. Let me give you the dime back. I got in my paycheck from your yeah. property taxes, please.
3: Well, I am just the bus driver, but while you're on my bus, you're just going to listen to the rules. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, student transporter, because we do more than just drive the bus. Good times. So, good times. In, so in it's case nice.
1: no, I haven't introduced you guys, but I have uh, Tommy Sims here. He's a director out of one of the school districts on the west side of town in Phoenix. Well, technically, what is that town out there, Goodyear?
2: Yeah, Good Avondale, Goodyear areas. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then Stephanie Arbaugh with the Trust. You're the managed transportation manager. Is mm-hmm. that the title? Mm-hmm. Yes. So wanted to uh talk about leadership and training and kind of the program that we've put together uh under Stephanie and what your kind of goals for the the organization, if you will, and kind of what we're doing here with the training piece of it. Um but I would like to know kinda of how you got to this. You're from Washington? Are mm-hmm. you originally from Washington? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I was born uh, south of Seattle in in Tacoma. Go Seahawks! Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Are you a are you a Seattle Dragons fan? So now my eyes rolled so hard
2: on that I got to no, pick myself up not. off the floor. No, no. Well, you, you should but get I in on
1: the
3: ground the, floor. You know what? I want right. to be a Kraken fan.
1: Is oh is that what they're the Kraken?
3: No, the Krakens. If they get a hockey team, oh, the hockey team. That's one of the fun. I thought mm-hmm. that was a done deal. Yeah, I hope so because you know I'd be a crackhead. <laughs> wow. I mean, come on.
2: Nice. Okay. That's so. funny. That's funny.
3: So, <laughs> I started as a bus driver in 2005, because when my husband came back from Iraq, I needed a part-time job, and bus driving was, there was a sign on a bus next to Costco that said, hey, hiring bus drivers. I'm like, yeah, I think I could do that. And the trainer that I had at the time was so incredible that she made the job sound like this amazing, Whoa! kind of job, and really sold it, and um, when my husband and I decided to move down here. I came into bus driving down here as well. And one of the first things I realized was, holy smokes, there's not a lot of guidelines down here for, for, uh, bus driving and training. And I came from Washington, like you mentioned earlier. And in Washington, where it's pretty strict, you cannot become a trainer just by taking a test and saying, "Okay, I'm going to become a trainer now." You have to apply to the program and go to a two week class, and then every year get recertified in an in service class. It's it's not simple. So
1: who, who are they under? Where are you going? They're
3: under. So it's the OSPI, the Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction, runs so like transportation our, up in our Washington. Our department
1: of ed, basically here. More yeah, or less. we
3: have an OSPI down here, but. <laughs> There is not a transportation portion of it. And the neat thing about a state like Washington, where it's got a big entity overseeing and dedicating resources to transportation, they can watch the trends and say, hey, we see a lot of this happening. We need out in the state these bus drivers being taught this. So it's a very proactive sort of program. So when I came down here and there was, here, take this test, and now you're a driver trainer, I I didn't know the guidelines. I didn't know the law. By law, I was certified, but the fifty
2: questions. Yeah, Here's your took 50 a fifty-question test,
3: and bam! I I, I was a classroom you, trainer. You
2: passed with more than eighty percent. Good yeah. grief! You can train grief. new ones. Yeah,
3: so my job with the trust for the first year and a half was to travel around the state with this really cool mobile driving simulator, where we went to all the school districts in the state, and it you got on this this cool trailer, and you sat down, and it looked like you were in a school bus, and you practiced defensive driving. But while I did that, I got to meet everybody in the state, and I I would ask questions. So, you know, if you could change something or get something going in the state, what would it be? And it was the same answer time after time. For two years, it was, I wish we were all on the same page. If we had a standard of teaching, a standard of training, all the districts would be doing it the same. Agreed. And so I, when I took over the department, I went to my boss and said, you know what? We need something different. The state needs something different. I've met some people. Let me see what's going on. And I came to you guys and I went to other couple other people and said, hey, you know, we could have a train the trainer. We Our bus drivers will get better if our trainers are all on the same page and we teach them how to do things and they turn around and they teach bus drivers better. And the answer I kept getting was, "Yeah, that's been tried before. Good luck with that."
2: Never. You did not hear that from anyone,
3: Tommy. (laughs) My friend, tell me when I came to you, what did you say?
2: We've we've tried this before. It never got. It never went anywhere.
1: Well, because it didn't have people. I think that were willing to devote the time and effort outside of their forty to sixty hour work week that they're normally logging, right, to get it off the ground. Not to mention, I think we're in a better place because of. The resources that we're getting from your side, stephanie, of the you know kind of the funding piece of it, I think that's sure. that's really the big piece that was missing is that if it was gonna be housed under t a a or even a a p t there's not enough dollar amounts or the the it needs to have somebody that's fully invested and kind of on a sal- you know basically on a salary. Mm-hmm. That's devoting all of their time to that on a regular, you know, on a regular basis. So, you know, fortunately, we do put in our time as far as what we do as consultants under, you know, in teaching this. But to have somebody that's working on it on a regular basis is obviously we
2: also a also help. We also were able to get someone that, like you said, is totally vested in this and wants to make a difference. Right. And And I think that's why it's done so well so far.
3: Well, and think about for our folks out there who are listening, say from the East Coast or up North, that they don't have a lot of guidelines for becoming a driver trainer or they don't have any guidelines. You get your CDL and you get to suddenly teach bus drivers. Well, how do you get something started where I'd like to be part of something that is the betterment of bus drivers. Mm -hmm. Well, you get involved in your, um, under NAPT, each state should have an association. You know, here in Arizona, it's Arizona Association of People Transportation. In Washington, it would be WAPT. You start and you meet those folks and say, okay, is anybody interested in getting this going? What are the guidelines? What can we do? But you're right. Part of it is when you have an eight-hour-a-day job and you get involved in an entity that you really believe in, that you feel can make a change, then you're giving that time volunteer. And that's after you've done your job and after you've met your family responsibility needs. And there's not a lot of time for that. And you're right. For those of you out in the US looking to create a program like this or get something going, you do need to find an entity that can dedicate. If you don't have a state entity driving dollars to a program dedicated just for state training, you're gonna struggle keeping something going. Otherwise, you're always volunteering, and you're, you know, shorting yourself at your family and and with your job.
1: So how? So going back to Washington, obviously they have a where the trainers go there. Mm-hmm. So where do where do they they just go down to the? Oh, what do you say? The OPT? oh, the OSPI OSPI so- office, and I mean that's like kind of very similar to what I would assume. Our third-party testers do. They go down to a forty-hour class, and they are trained. The you know, basically the same. So, same way.
3: so in the case of Washington State, where I came from, they have uh, an entity. There's different. Like we have coordinators down here that are that are um, that break up the different regions in our state. Through, I think, is it ADE? who are responsible for information that comes out in the state imagine somebody like that being in charge of an entity like driver trainers so you've got one big location somewhere in the state where once you've applied and you've paid your fee because it's expensive it's not free they they don't pay you to go through the class you have to be interested in going and give of your time and And it is two weeks. One week is dedicated to classroom training. What are the rules? What are the laws? What are the guidelines? Both state and federal. How do you deal with um, teaching in the classroom when you've got adult learners? That sort of thing. So one week is dedicated to, if you're going to be a driver trainer in the state, this is what you need to know. This is how we do it. Then a second week is dedicated to being on the school bus. And this is what you have to teach new people this is how you do it this is what it looks like this is what success is this is what failure is and you don't graduate unless you successfully get through all of those things that they're trying to teach you you have to show that you can teach it all so
1: do they are are the minimum minimum standards up there i'm quoting that um up there is that regulated by ospi or is it regulated by their department of public safety
3: so it's no it's regulated ospi the guidelines up there are are, are RCWs, which are revised. Uh, oh, it's been a long time. Revised RC re, uh, Revised Codes of Washington. So down here it would be uh, the Arizona Revised Statutes. Yes, ARS, Revised yeah. Yes. So they do have and Wax uh, Washington Administrative Codes. Um, That's the main portion of where the bus guidelines are. So you can't just say, I want to be a driver trainer. You have to meet the minimum qualifications, and then you have to meet the certification guidelines. And then every year, as I'm still a driver trainer up in Washington, I have to go back every year for my own in-service dedicated to training.
1: And is that one time a year, or do they have several classes like throughout the year that trainers can go to to be recertified.
3: So, that's a good question. Usually they open up I think maybe 12 to 15 classes in the spring through summer and at some point you have to go to one of them. And they're held all over the state. So, if you are on the eastern side of the state, you're you know going to sign up for those, that sort of thing. Now, in the state of Arizona, for those of you listening and not with us here in Tucson, we don't have anything like that. You get to take a test the day after you get your your um, Department of Public Safety bus certification, and bam, you are a driver trainer. <clears throat> I want to liken that to being a, since I'm a Seahawks fan, I'll use Russell Wilson, quarterback. You can be a fabulous quarterback, amazing quarterback. Doesn't mean that translates into being a, a good coach. So you could be a really good bus driver. It doesn't mean that you can break down the things necessary to teach somebody how to drive it but here in arizona there aren't any of those qualifications you don't have any guidelines that you have to meet to become a trainer you just hey so and so retired you're the most senior person why don't you do it go take the test okay you know trial by fire now i'm the trainer I study for the test sure and, then- and we all know when it comes to uh bus driving That there are certifications that have to be met and there's retraining guidelines in most states. To be a bus driver, you have to maintain so many hours. Well, if I'm a trainer who just got the job by default and I pass the test, how do I make all that happen for a staff of 50 drivers? I don't know how to do it. And that's where leadership and training comes in, at least for the state of Arizona. We created a a public free training for driver trainers. And it's very basic.
2: And what I like about the Washington module, the way they do it, is that recertification for trainers every mm-hmm. year, because we we have nothing like that here. Sure, if you're a trainer. Well, just the
1: ongoing, <coughs> excuse me, the ongoing hours or you you're have teaching to sort of log. Well, yeah, log was it twelve hours of classroom or twenty twenty hours of classroom every tw-
2: within every twenty four tw- months. Yeah, twenty four, yeah. and so
1: certified. You know, and but I think the other side of that is is that there's no unless you're audited. You know, you get a the gracing of an audit you're there's Mm -hmm. what's to really say that you did it or didn't right yeah other than pencil whipping it and saying yeah i had a classroom of 15 people in here and i you know we covered refresher on you know defensive driving and sure you know so i'm sure that's probably unfortunately happening around the state oh sure so sure um i think that's the the tough piece but
3: so can we talk about Tommy's fun situation. He's. Can I? Which can I one? Which fun <laughs> There's situation? So There's so
2: many going on. Are you talking the? uh So t- out my of state. H-
3: yes, my f- my friend Tommy here is in a really unique position, and it's pretty admirable to put yourself out there like this. He is part owner of a bus company in the state of Wisconsin. Correct and. why you would
1: ever want to do that i have no idea Uh. well
2: you got to remember who the partner is in this in this business also because um one of the the biggest uh bus nerds will ever meet Mm -hmm. um uh so yes uh the bus company up in wisconsin um it's very interesting because things are very different there you know you come here from washington with your you have this routine and then the regulations that are there that are pretty strict. You come to Arizona you're like, what is this?
3: It's a little looser. Sure. A little bit. Sure. And then sure. you know,
2: I'm used to the Arizona standards. Like a lot of 14 hours of classroom, 20 hours behind the wheel, the agility so test, sure, the first day. CPR. And then you get to Wisconsin and um, you can take your test on Tuesday and on Wednesday they hire someone new. Well, you have your CDL now on Wednesday. You can now train that new person. So There's last no night, training sure. uh, involved for a trainer. If you drive, you can train anyone.
3: Sure. Uh, last night, in pre- trying to prepare for this, I was looking up Wisconsin guidelines, Trans- thinking, okay, okay, I'll I'll get prepared and I'll sound like I know what I'm talking about. And I had to text Tommy. I'm like, dude, where are the guidelines? I can't. Can you just be a trainer for <laughs> you know how? What are the what teaches you? There's nothing. And, and I was schooled on that. There's yeah. nothing. So. The point is we've got just three states that the three of us are familiar with and the, the different expectations. It's
2: huge. It's huge. There, there, there's the only similarity is you're getting a CDL in this state, you're getting a CDL in this state, you're getting a CDL in this state, which right. is the federal. Sure. So there were those guidelines. Sure. Have this, but when it comes to school bus and driving, there's the, they're vastly different. And and it's tough when you go back there, and you know you're like, no, we can't. Oh wait, yes, we can do that here. Never mind. But so, they don't
1: need they don't need they need a CDL, but they don't need the PNS endorsements. They, they have, have to have, to have to the PNS. End- yeah.
2: Yes, they have to have that, but there's no like certain number like here in Arizona.
1: So once they come out of basically A DOT, they're certified as a bus driver, Pretty and much. there's no correct right. other entity that's recertifying them or no. verifying that they're serving. Uh, you
2: do have to, have to be. be um, you do get a, like a recertification test. I can't remember if it's every full five years or something like that where someone comes out third party and just goes through a pre-trip with you again. Do they have and a physical that's agility it. test? No. No physical <laughs> agility test. Wow. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at of the minimum standards for operation and we know how we have to do. We have to do this. We have to do this. Um, You know, we approach railroads this way. This is how we do student stop with our, you know, right turn signal, activate the right turn signal, activate your amber light, so on and so forth. And then you get to Wisconsin, and it's completely different. Sure. Um, So it's remembering all that, and then just the changes and the differences when we're all in this doing the same thing. And I see where you're coming from. Why isn't there just one standard for it? Sure. Just one.
3: Well, and have you talked about (coughs) MAP-21? On
2: this Not on this
3: yet.
1: yet. yet. No, it'll so be a, a whole topic in itself. Sure. that's Mad-21. a
2: four-part show, right sure there. Sure, it <laughs> is.
3: To to tie in a state, and I want to make a point about California. There are new federal guidelines that I hope most of you are familiar with by now. That are changing from a CDL federal standpoint, our training requirements and how to be a driver trainer and what we have to teach. Well, of our United States only one is exempt from these new federal guidelines that are going to happen. And that's the state of California. And my thought from the beginning was the state of California is exempt from the guidelines because their training curriculum and standards are higher already that they didn't have to meet the map 21 guidelines because they already exceed the new guidelines. My thought is, well, then why don't we look to California to see what they're doing right?
1: Aren't there aren't there trainers going through deep? Are they? Isn't DPS training their trainers? Well, it's the just, California, it's California the State Highway Patrol. Patrol yeah, yeah, they
2: do it, and then, and then Casto is pretty big in that. And Casto puts on a lot of the training sessions for it through CHP. So if anybody's them.
1: listening from Casto, please email me, and we'll get you on the show because I'd love to hear about their entire
2: process yeah what they're doing I'll reach right. out to Derek um, a well, good friend we'll that works for a district in uh, Southern California because he's just just a promoted supervisor I'll give him a a shout out see if he can but I think uh, that would be a fun
1: to get some of the other mm-hmm. states around around Arizona just to see what they're doing and you know again I think we've got DPS that regulates us from a driving stamp you know they regulate the drivers and certification and the buses that we drive But nobody else is really looking to regulate the trainer, correct? Right, or how the driver is trained, and then how a district really operates their transportation department. So I think that's the struggle for us: is that you've got an entity that comes out and pretty much regulates our paperwork and our our vehicle that we use, our certification. But nobody else has really cared about. You know, and again we're going through the, the rewrite right now, but even that's a, a struggle in itself trying to get the people to come together to put the you know the actual changes that we're being quote allowed to make at this point, trying to come in and say, Okay, this is really where we need to be at because that document hasn't been changed since what, two thousand and
2: five? Six? The uh, last revision was twelve. 12? was that the last revision? Yeah, but so minor. I mean, there's exactly. so many things in
1: there that are so relevant to what transportation is in the 21st century. 2020. You know, here we are Correct. in 2020. We're almost three months in. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of like wow. Yeah.
3: Well, so. and I want to push back. On something you said a little bit, <clears throat> it's not that the entities don't care. Everybody cares. Everybody well, understands. Just there's the bottom, no money and there's yeah, no time. There's and no there's time. No... We're all short. We we know there's a national shortage of bus drivers. There's the, the economy's doing well, so it's harder to get people to do a split shift
2: True. and exactly. you know work work ten think, hours to get
3: think a seven hour a, paycheck. There's a
1: fix somewhere for that that sure. somebody just hasn't cracked or sure. they're willing sure. to crack. So. But, see,
2: but the issue with they're trying to is they just want to throw more money at it. Like well. Hourly wait, yeah. hourly wage, but no one's willing to kind of give the money that they want to do it either. True. I think that's the only thing they've tried. I think there is something. I think you're right. I think there's something out there. Yeah, I think to you cracked that. A straight right?
1: six hours, a straight five. You know, you at your department or your district does 28 hours with benefits. Correct. And I've said that from the get go. You know, the Affordable Care Act doesn't require, it, it mandates at 30 hours is considered overtime, but it doesn't tell an employer that. You could you could work them ten hours and give them benefits, right? Correct. So if benefits is is the leash to bring the people in, then why not honestly, why not just go, okay, let's most of our routes are twenty five hours, let's offer a position at twenty five hours. Now I've cut my FTE, I bring more people in that are willing to work on a five five hours per day instead of having them six to eight hours a day over ten hours, Mm -hmm. you know, ten to twelve hours being available during the day. And then I send them, you know, send them away and I have two shifts, a morning shift and an afternoon shift. And they work a morning shift and a midday or a morning shift and a field trip and then go home. And then I got an afternoon crew that comes in. I mean, to me, that seems like a no-brainer. You probably save a lot of money because you're not forcing people to work 30 hours or 30, you know, whatever their route is. Or, you know, forcing them to take hours that they're not – they're willing to leave it on the table. Yeah, They just want the benefits from it, right?
2: That's what a lot of that we're finding <laughs> right now is the benefits are huge. It's yeah. a huge draw in well, for yeah. my district is it's that – benefit and paid for by the district with nothing coming out of pocket for the employee yeah so So, i I mean one it's going to take one district to just go this is what
1: we're doing and this is what we figured out how to make it work and everybody else is like oh totally makes sense so correct okay i mean you know we'll see how it goes but um
2: so yeah so let's let's try wait wait stephanie you said there's new federal (laughs) regulations coming out what is this? Oh, she's about to reach over the table at me. I'll I'll stop now.
3: <laughs> no, no, the map twenty one <laughs> guidelines. 21. Oh, if you guys haven't talked about those, well, they're just back in two thousand twelve when President Obama did some some good works with researching what was happening out on our our roads, and it, there was a, a this phenomenal statistic that. CDL accidents and CMV accidents were up by 40%. Well, why? And what came out of that was drivers are tired. Drivers are working too many hours. Drivers aren't healthy. And they're out on the road when they shouldn't be. They're not doing their proper pre-checks and post-checks. And what what needs to happen because of that? 40% is a huge amount for an industry. And so things that you may not realize are attributed to MAP-21, these changes that that came out of this study was several years ago, we were no longer able to go to our own doctors to get our DOT physicals, remember that? Mm -hmm. We had to start going to doctors who, you know, took a class, got certified, and those are, and the reason is, as drivers were tired and getting away with things they shouldn't be getting away with. Their doctors were saying, okay, we'll come in in a year and we'll look at it again. And that was perpetuating the problem. And so that was one of the changes, you know, changing who we can go see. Um, the sleep study stuff that became a focus because drivers were tired. Mm-hmm. And these were things that have kind of been implemented over the years, still under this MAP 21. There's a reason now that we're seeing all these big trucks and semis on the side of the road and in the truck stops and in the rest stops and, you know, in the on ramps and all because They're the required. electronic <laughs> logging devices, that guideline was put into place and so drivers are no longer allowed to fudge you know have two hours yeah yeah so it's electronic and it was you know it's catching them it's time for you to pull over it's you know you're over your hours and now finally the last part of it for school buses is is coming into effect there is no standard training we've already talked about you know why leadership and training why our program got started because we wanted to establish a standard, well the government has has kind of thought the same thing well if you 're going to be teaching CDL drivers, what is it that you teach, and how are you keeping track of what you're teaching and who you're certifying and so the thought is if we 're all in the United States teaching to the same standard, and this includes the school bus industry it's any CDL driver you know so your're uh, trucking companies and private companies companies like the big Amazon and those big companies that have those drivers, if you're going to teach CDL drivers, you need to teach it to the same standard. And that's what MAP-21 is. And Jason's going to have, I'm sure, a a whole session on just the changes that are happening.
1: And especially just Four because we're, series. you know, well, we're two years out now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, now been now it's been delayed to 2022. Back, yeah, pushed yes. back. So that's yeah. going to give us a little bit more time to figure. And there's still so many unknowns about it because... The website's not up. There are several other things that we can't even apply to go register as a training site yet. Correct. Right. So I know that I pushed my crew this past summer to go through and get all of the 93 topics kind of built into yep. the training so material that surprise. we already had. So that way they're already teaching it now. Yep. Sure. With our crews that are coming in. Good. But, you know, it's there's still so many unknowns, right? We We don't know what an audit's going to look like. We don't know what... Um, you know, the certification of the training site and, I mean, just the whole commitment, Correct. right? So, and, I mean, we may get to a point where it's changing kind of how we do it, right? There's another district that goes and teaches everything about CDL first and foremost. Then, after they get their license, then they teach them the DPS portion of the bus S- the driving school bus side, side yes. So, Which is our state guidelines. Yeah, I mean, kinda, you know, not
3: everybody, like, Wisconsin doesn't have something no, like that. no. Right.
1: So, you know, I think it's I think it's more powerful in the way that we're doing it just because it brings it all together. And we require our people to come in with their permit already. So that would just save some time, right? Sure. Um, what do you do?
2: Uh, the, the way we have ours is tier that we've kind of worked towards is we do uh, like two days, three days of classroom training that's just CDL. And then the, the school bus portion that would be on the CDL test for your permit. And then once we get those hours done, they go take their test to get their permit and then once they have permits then we continue on with the minimum standard side so we start it we take a break from you get their permit and then we come back to do the school bus side of it so and how, once how they quickly have permit, are you pulling
1: pushing people through uh
2: the way we have it scheduled is we're looking at a week to a week and a half for classroom for the 14 hours minimum 14 hours it's three days of cdl we give them two three days to get the permit we come back and do the three days. Three, four days we just push our bus. crew
1: that's starting on Monday through yeah. in three and a half days.
2: Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, but nice. we're committing
1: a trainer to not driving a route. Oh, and so they again, work with them a day. So, you know, I think our that trainers that's...
2: are driving two and a half, three hours in the morning, doing classroom for two and a half to three if we're lucky, four, depending yeah. on the day, and then driving two and a half, three well, in the um, afternoon.
1: Next week should be very interesting because we're going to have four people behind the wheel and at the those same four time. trainers are not going to be driving their routes. Yeah.
2: So we're going to be that's pretty nice. scrambling
1: for a week, but I think that at the end of the week we can have pretty much all of their hours done and through their our session, our module sessions for behind the wheel so that they're ready to hopefully
2: we're, test. We're so. averaging about four to six weeks. Yeah, which is average. From, I think for the, from state. the time that they hire, we hire and offer the job their first day it's four to six weeks. You know, and two and a half to three weeks that is waiting for their fingerprint clearance card anyway. Well see the ours so, can't
1: start until they have
2: that. So, see, we, we do it when they're on their I intake. Wish. We oh, do it on their intake and, great. and and I'm very lucky that my district does pay for that. For the they, for the do they for roll the them end. right there? So they don't. Yes. If conference. if we do the the personal action request and it says they're going to be a student transporter trainee, they do the fingerprint clearance card right there and then get it sent off immediately. Oh, what would be a so, reason
3: you wouldn't do that? What, what with what? Why wouldn't you do it, Tommy's way? So
1: our our employer says that if for some reason something happens that I don't know. They basically that were paying for their fingerprint clearance card and they can take that and go to another employer and then we just paid seventy five dollars or eighty dollars correct for them to go somewhere else.
3: Well I don't see how that's any different than but paying for is, their, you is, putting me. Or their, you paying for my training and, and me deciding leaving. to go to well, another district that, that pays two dollars
1: more right. an hour. But we have we asked them to sign a one year agreement and we now have I know, it's loose, but we have a new HR director that's willing to go after them, right? So it's prorated uh, at like two grand, basically, on how long they decide to stay. Kind of a scare tactic, I guess. We but. did that years
2: ago, and it never went anywhere. True, but it it's nice to I think it's the honest people to just commit to the. You're one correct. Year Absolutely term. right. But you know, hearing that that you know they don't have to shell out the sixty seven dollars for the fingerprint clearance card right away when we just hired someone, and yeah. you know they're not shell out the money for the physical. On this, we're covering everything for them. Right it's a nice draw-in also right the only thing we're asking them is um, you pay for your uh, permit and then your third-party test well if you stay with we me cover do that, the third party test. we'll see if you stay with us for that the rest of that school year in May I do a stipend for that person for 150 dollars that see, covers everything it's at the end of the year that's so what they make it the end of the year they're gonna make it through the end of the year and that's then they bad. get that get 150 dollars sure. stipend that covered their permit because you know 20 was it twenty yeah, dollars here 10 dollars and then your third-party test.
3: And the thing to remember is, I'm coming to you because I need a job. I need a job because correct. I don't have money. Well, and you're asking me to pay to get correct. this job.
1: Well, and that's, that can be a challenge. That's the big the, yeah. that's the challenge, but also from the way that we do it right now is now we're waiting. If somebody gets held up, right, they're waiting six, eight, nine, ten weeks running through the yeah. long way to go to get their fingerprint clearance card. And they, by that time, found another employment. They decide yep. that this isn't for them. They lose the the excitement behind being a bus driver. And so they're like, man, just you know, and so the, the manpower to go in to chase them down and say, Hey, you know, where are we at with this? And it's just kind of, you know, becomes, difficult
3: i feel like what you're describing your situation jason and your situation tommy is probably nationwide oh, yeah. there oh, are absolutely. different different ways that we onboard folks and it's it's too bad there there isn't a way that we can get bus world is unique nobody knows what it's like to be on that bus with those students right. and it's too bad we don't have anything that can well, that can show our administrators hey you know we need help here and part right, of right. part of your effort can be helping us onboard them a little quickly well, and th- a little more I, quickly i think
1: there's you know i i've said this before you know we jump through hoops to split routes or have yes. mechanics or or yeah. trainers go out and cover routes and it i think until it becomes a big problem that parents are calling in or principals are calling in to say hey There's a problem here. What's going on? And now it it really shed some negative light on our department, even though we're trying hard. It's almost like you have to like negatively sabotage what you're doing in order for somebody to recognize going, wow, they really are shorted. This really is a struggle or, wow, we really do pay them not a whole lot of money or, you know, all the all those things that go into it to finally somebody go, okay, I get it. Right, and now I'm willing to help devote the time and the money and the effort to go in and get you the resources that you need in order to be, you know, successful every day and run a department that it needs to be run.
2: You're right, but Jason and I know you have known <laughs> you for a while now. You and I are the same way. You don't want that negative light. You're going to do sure. whatever it takes to make sure you're getting the job done and it's getting done well to right. the best ability you can. So it's kind of hard that you know. To say yes, we're struggling here, but it's that that squeaky wheel that's going to get that's it. That's the piece where I said parents, you know, yeah. okay, the bus is running late. It's running later, Why are you running so late? Well, we're short sure. drivers. Yeah. We don't have the resources to do and it I, right I think now. They get it,
1: and they just like eh, whatever. I'll go pick up my
2: kid. Yeah, but
1: I think the other side of it is that what I like that you do is that you have a whole different job description as a bus driver and training that's coming in that has to go through all these things They're paid at a different rate. Correct. They're held at a different. You know, they have to, whether they stay with an employee or a trainer, right, during that fingerprint clearance process, I should be able to interview somebody on Monday and have them start five days later on a class on Monday and get going with all of that stuff while I'm waiting on their background. I can still be doing training. I can get their CPR out of the way. I can get their first first aid. I can get them to... Their, get their permit done. We can, you know, work with them all. all and they don't have things. to be with kids. They don't exactly. have to be around the kids because they yes. don't have the card yet.
3: I feel like that could be a future class of leadership and training.
2: The onboard how, process. Yes. How to successful how to onboard educate, processes.
3: How to educate. We get so much. Our, pu-
1: the problem is, you get so much pushback from HR departments. Well, that so we need to Wanting them. to say no, this is not. Oh, we get a. Does it pass the headline test? Right. That's the big one. And <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, like, so what happens yeah. when you've now onboarded somebody, they do something stupid at work and then they find out a day later that they're not going to get a fingerprint clearance card because they have they, some, they're have a felon or whatever. Or they right? didn't do something. Or you worked. just had them working in a school setting, even though they may not be with kids, they could still have some sort of crime against an adult.
2: Because right? so, the, it, the media is going to pick up and all they're going to push sure. is they were working at a school district. They're mm-hmm. working for so-and-so school district. They were a school bus driver for the certain school district. So I, I see where you're coming from with that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's mm-hmm. just their stance. But yeah. I, I do agree that there is there should be some uniform process across the board. That, I mean, that's the common reoccurring theme here, right? There needs to be some sort of uniformity on how we onboard, how we train. How people drive a bus, how they pick up, you know, from from start to finish, all the way through. Correct. Right. So I think that that's where coming back to leadership and training with where we started. Right. Phase one was train how to, trainer, how right? to teach, very basic, so, very basic, so, and how so, to
2: teach.
3: Mirror, mirror, grid, mirror <coughs> clinic. adults. Yeah, yeah. How, how to, to how create to set a up curriculum. your classroom? How to sure how to the very the basics. basics. So can the you outline. can you
1: walk us just through that that thought process? Like how did it come to be? Because I wasn't obviously a part of that. I I came in what a, a year after you guys had already gotten it off the ground. So you know what was the brainstorming side of how did you come to where do we start what was the ground you know that ground foundational groundwork that you started for it,
2: it was it was grade. the basics it was it was we basically i mean, we remember sitting with you and you said we have to go back to the basics how do you create an outline for a class well
3: because tommy you said something very powerful and i want to remind our audience and tie our conversation into why leadership and training is important and necessary and successful. All of these things that we're talking about today, standardization and problems onboarding and, you know, lack of training standards. We all feel this in the United Mm -hmm. States. There's, we all have issues from beginning to end with our bus driving process at some point. And, when Tommy said, well, we're not going to start with that. They, they're trainers. They should know that. That's when it hit us. Yeah. They should know it, but they don't. Yeah. So let's we step back. We started from and the very we, beginning. We had a blank whiteboard remember that? It was just yep. blank and we started writing topics. What do people need to know? And we wrote everything down. Okay, they need to know how to teach defensive drive. They need to know what classes they should be teaching trainees. They need to know where the laws are. Well, there's different kinds of laws. There's state laws, federal laws, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's um, guidelines, our national minimum standards are guidelines for states. You know, then you're going to have to, so we wrote all of this stuff down and we sat down and it took us about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And 30 minutes after we wrote everything, we could think of on this board, we realized there were some topics that were beginning. There were topics that would speak to a, you know, an intermediate trainer and topics that would speak to an advanced trainer that might be looking to kind of change up and, and yep. maybe move into supervisory or director. And so we bam, right there we had our first six classes yep. for beginning teaching. And we said, okay, we're gonna take six months to create the curriculum. And then we're going to start teaching it at the big state transportation conference every year that the Transportation Administrators of Arizona puts on. It's up in Flagstaff in June. And we said, okay, we're going to try this. We'll put a year into it, see what the curriculum looks like, and then see if we get any bites. We that bit. first year They bit. That first year, the class was full in two days. Yeah. Remember that? It, I had a waiting list yeah. 30 people deep.
2: And because it, they we had,
3: they were so excited about and this, we had,
2: we and then we had a limit to like fifty. We had to limit it to class. fifty, mm-hmm. and yeah, because and,
3: there were only six of us
1: trainers, correct? And, so, but this and, is this is just to interrupt. This is not just classroom. This is out on a bus. This was yep. outside this is skills. showing people how to walk somebody through how to set up their mirrors, how to teach, teach a pre trip for a pre-trip. trainers, is, yes, right, and not teaching them how to pre trip a bus. But teaching them how to teach to, the
3: providing to them to with solutions yes that's what it was all about and we always go back to they should know it but they don't so when we remember that and mm-hmm. we are thinking of solution opportunities the answers present themselves and,
2: and, and, and it continued on as we moved into phase two with okay we need our next round of classes okay let's get some topics out here okay well well they should know that and it came, always came back to but, but they, do don't. They? they don't they don't So and and I think that's been our recurring is I
1: think even those even even the ones that do know it, it was powerful to refresh on it or see it through a different lens. They're they're learning more another way to do it or I've been doing it for twenty years and I didn't know you could teach it that way. especially for those people that were given a material or material or curricula that was already created back twenty years ago for the person they took over inherited a training, you know, and just became Mm -hmm. the trainer. And now this is, well, we teach this because this is the way that it was always trained or the way that we've always always done done it. it. You have to take that off the table. To be able to take that back and go, okay, I now feel empowered that I can go and change this. And nobody's going to say, you can't do that. Or, well, you know, whatever. And they have the support from leaders around the state that are, whether they're in this, portion of leadership and training or the trust or even just their own peers at other districts and saying, yeah, absolutely, go do that because it makes sense and it's and, relevant to today and what we're doing, how we operate buses and transportation today. And, and
2: I think the the best example of that is we've had a couple of districts, and Jason, you're just was the one that did the drive the bus for recruitment. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a, a part of a training tool, I think, also. Mm-hmm. Um, not many have done, I think two, maybe three, have done the drive the bus event. Um, yeah, and, and I really that's know the change I, I, don't know. I think that was the big change that's that, a good example of what you're talking about why can't we do this to get someone else in mm-hmm. so
3: well and what was interesting about about our first year was it we didn't realize how quickly it would catch on and before we were even done with that conference that very first year and this was three years ago before we were even done with that class that very first time, people were saying, well, are you going to have another one? Are you yep. going to do more of these? Can you do them for, I'm a supervisor. Can you do one for me? I'm a director. Yep. Can you do one for me? And that instantly drove the direction of the program. We didn't know where it would go. We didn't know how successful it would be. Mm-hmm. And we got through that summer. And then August for new curriculum, we did train the trainer, the second part, and and we created then director-supervisor. Yes. And so if you're a new director or a new supervisor or even an established, you could have been. I get these kind of calls all the time. Uh, hi, my name is Joe Smith. Um, I just took over as director of transportation. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. What's your background? Oh, I was a manager at Home Depot. Okay, so now you're a director of mm-hmm. transportation and school buses, and have I got a class for you? And there's and no guideline for
2: that, correct? There, so there isn't. There
3: wasn't. There isn't. Donuts. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And where are the guidelines? Read this. And wh- how do we get our funding, and what do we have to yep. do to to achieve all these different things? And so we've branched out from just train the trainer to now director supervisor. We've added emergency management yep. for transportation. For Phase three, which is going to be incredible, and we're looking at special needs we everything is on the table and to bring it back to our state entity who is in charge of student transportation and our school buses, if in fact that entity is in charge of certification and um, checking the buses, then somebody out there has to put this program together and offer it. Is it mandatory? It's not. It's free. But
1: of, I think it should be. I mean, I don't know sure. how to get it to that point, And I don't know, uh, you know, how we can lobby for that so that a trainer does have to go through this program to be recognized as a state trainer or a, you know, director, supervisor to go, you know, OK, I the district just hired, you know, me as a supervisor. And now I have to go through a 40 hour class somewhere to be at least trial by fire almost or you know blessed in some way shape or form to say you just had 40 hours of exactly what you should be kind of doing right at least point them in the right direction and say walk as far as you can and then keep walking so i think that that's that would be powerful in some way but i just don't know what entity that's going to be in order well yeah the trust but you guys don't you don't insure everybody it, right. doesn't, it doesn't it so, doesn't
3: need to be. See, this is bigger I mean, I'm than, thinking
1: almost legislative that somebody's yes. got to come in and say, OK, from the state, this now has to be state statute. But then again, who from a state level is putting that curricula together and having a room, if you will, of, OK, every, every month we have a class and you send your people from all over the state. They come to this class and, you know, so that means. The school district has to put, you know, an employee up in a hotel. They have to pay for their travel. They have to, you know, all these other added expenses, but there is some sort of certification that's recognized or some sort of, you know, um, not, I won't say collegiate degree, but, you know, some sort of certification that comes out and says, I'm now been blessed by the state to go forth and conquer. Sure. Well, I think
3: there's, there's steps to take. Sure. There's, but there's baby steps before we get to, hey, You, in order to be a driver trainer, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Correct. Um, I'm thinking of the our DPS, our state patrol has a program where, um, if you break down on the side of the road and uh, an officer stops to render aid, do you what do you need? Well, I need a tow truck. They've got some sort of a, and I don't know what it's called, some sort of a program where the officer can say from a prescribed vetted. List, a database. A fee, yes. Yeah. Say here, you can call this person. You can yeah. you can call this tow truck company. Th- they have to apply to be part of that. I think these um, these Even entities. Yeah. Powerful, right? So so I- I've listen. Got an
1: issue. I got to call you. you know? So
3: yeah. they could do something similar. Okay. Hey, we can't tell you. You have to go through a driver trainer class. We can't tell you. You have to go through this class. But we hey, recommend. But hey, there's this class over here as a vetted responsible mm. entity that. We would be okay with you going through and recommend that if you've got a new trainer, you might check it out. Yeah. That's a baby. That's that's a step one. True. We, we want to do it all, but we started with a blank whiteboard and a whole bunch Steph of Steph you... calls it solving world peace. That's right. Solving world I, peace. I am going to solve world peace. <laughs> and all of you guys told me, uh, that's been tried before, never got off the ground, not going to happen. Well, it I think I think we're off the ground. It, it could. I
2: think I think leadership and training is off the ground. Well, well obviously, but these baby think, steps uh,
1: things so that you're talking yeah, about. Look, at, I mean, three. So we're we're in this three years now. We've been
2: together three years, Stephanie.
1: I'm breaking Aww. up with you, Tommy. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> Three years, but we're going to be offering this year, this year, this summer, a whole week long. What are you I'm calling so it? What are we calling it? Well, at?
3: on paper, I'm calling it um, the Leadership and Training Extravaganza, but it's not very professional. And <laughs> my would, favorite boss, Ryan, like nixed that. Mm-hmm. So we've just got a Leadership and Training
2: uh, Summit. Summit, not a bad week one.
3: long. There you go. I'm putting everything together now. For this whole week. So, in three years, we managed to put enough curriculum together that in June, we are going to have from Monday through Friday. Nothing but leadership and training. We've got three train the trainer classes, two director supervisor classes. We've got a spreadsheet class for our state hundred day funding report that, and, and Jason puts that on that people just soak up that information. And then our bus drivers need uh, six and a half hours of refresher training every couple of years. We're putting Add one of those on. It. It's all free and it's open. I may be a private company ensuring, you know, most of the state but these classes are for everybody yeah they're open to everyone and they're free
1: which isn't being done and i i would like to add this is not this the material that's being put together is not just material that we've slapped together They it goes through a very long
2: vetting process <laughs> yes it does the, the
1: DVD that, process the is DVD. amazing yes yeah, so shout yes. out to dbd dbd you you're awesome that's right we um, love you but it goes through such a vetted process that it is I mean, it's blessed at a na- almost a national level, yeah, if you he's will. Pretty amazing. So the material that we're putting out, even though it's our our ideas and some of the things that we've done, you know, through our own experience, the idea is that it is it's recognized, legal. It's It's legal, uh, it's, it's safe, been blessed it's, by a lawyer, it's been follows, you know, the guidelines. all the way through. Yeah. So that way it's we're not it's not just a the tommy and jason show or the tommy Steph and jason show you know yeah. there's there's several others no one would attend that don't worry that. well but, <laughs> I, you know we did say we're like the troy, the, 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 the troy aikman and
2: joe buck of transportation yes we are so. <laughs> yes we are you are correct you are correct yes
3: yeah. i mean if we're going to talk about football let's go no, back to russell right. wilson I don't know how oh, that killed that.
2: it. So, um, yeah, no, <laughs> no. I, I'm excited for the the leadership and training summit. I kind of like that title. I really like that for the week. Um, okay, I, I'm I'm excited for that in June. We'll see that. Um, it, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of work, but I think it's gonna be a sure. lot of fun. And I and I think that's what's gonna get us really started for that. Um, I don't want to say accreditation, but I think that's what's gonna get us moving that's forward into that is is the, is to be. A accredited, vetted program that's going to move our state forward and move what we're doing in our industry forward. So, and I, and I think I mean, we're on the right so on track. On my
3: list, I I just need more hours in a day, you guys. Well, a Couple we, more. So
2: do Resultas. we? Don't worry. <laughs> what? <laughs> so can so we. we just
1: freeze time? That, oh, oh, that would just be great. Yeah.
2: Well, can we jump ahead a week so spring break is here first? Though right. I mean, I'll, well, I'll that's take right around that.
1: Right, right. And I think I'm gonna I'm planning to release this. On the first day of my screen break, so which is when Sunday the seventh. So nice. And when people hear this, we'll have already come out of uh, tomorrow, right? So yes, our leadership and training what, 20, here in 20, Tucson. Twenty people per group, I think. Right. Yes,
3: yeah, so we've got two classes. We've got the Train the Trainer Part Two, and then we've got a Director Supervisor. And we're down in Tucson, where the Southern districts are pretty remote, down by the border. Yep. Uh, the Mexico border and the New Mexico border, and they drive. And we've got twenty in each class, and um, we're just really excited. It'll be a fun class. It's tomorrow. another
2: thing that I really enjoy about this program is how we don't keep it in one area. We float it around the whole state. Right.
3: For everybody. we're in the north,
2: we're in the south region, we're in the we're east, doing, we're what, in the west, six, we're central. I think six
1: little, or six different classes.
3: I think if we were to count, I think this year would be six. We yeah. don't really have a. We don't really have a. It's a four or five or six number. You know, trying to offer it to as many people as possible, and when, like I said earlier at the beginning, you guys all have full time jobs. This is my full time job, so I can, you know, eat, breathe, sleep. This. You guys, you know, go to your eight hour job running your your small kingdoms, whatever it is. Yeah, your kingdoms over there, and then you make time for the leadership and training program.
2: Well, and I think it's something Jason and I are both really. Passionate about, about for, very passionate yeah. about, you know, is um, and, and I think it's because of the safety issue. You know, we're in it for the kids, we're in it for the right reasons, we're in it for the kids. This is about the kids. We want to make sure kids stay safe, so we need to do what we can to train to make sure we're teaching how to keep everyone safe. Well, too. And, I, and, I think, and
1: going back to the first episode that I, you know, of what I shared about myself and my vision for the show is to hopefully encourage people that are listening that are as equally passionate but maybe don't have the wherewithal to figure out how to get involved and Correct. so you know they reach out to us we're happy to point you in the right direction if you got something that you want to be a part of or you know be a part of lit or be a part of TAA or apt i'm happy to share and i know tommy is too to to kind of point you in the right direction of mm-hmm. how to start getting involved so that you can be a part of this and i think that if we make enough presence here through this and the information that we're trying to get out hopefully we'll kind of start peeling people out of the woodwork they're like "Hey, you know what i I do like this and i i do want to be a part of this at a bigger level and i think there's so many people that are so bought into bus driving and kind of can see on the radar hey you know what i'd like to be a trainer but there's that person that's really just won't retire and get out of the way, (laughs) you know, so to speak. And so they don't really know how to get involved or get around that person that might be blocking them from upward mobility where there might be a district next door that has a training position open that they can maybe go apply for and be able to go through a program like this to get vetted and be a trainer, certified trainer, Uh and go in and create their own curricula going into, you know, their own department and starting from the ground up. I think those are, you know, not saying that we're encouraging people to bounce from district to district, but if there's people that are out there that are willing to be a part of this and grow what we need to grow in the next twenty, thirty years, as long as I'm, you know, planning to be around, I think that that becomes where there's powerful information and powerful tools for people to. Okay, I'm going to train the trainer. I'm going to leadership, or I'm going to leadership and training. I'm going to TAA. I'm going to ABT. I'm going to ASBO. I'm going to all of these things and being involved, getting my name out there, being recognized, being a, and wanting to be a part to make a difference in what we're trying to do.
2: What right? it's also been doing, I've noticed over the last three years, is there's a lot of discussion now. Mm-hmm. Those that come to our first classes, to our second classes, or even this is their first class and it's phase two. And and you don't have to do phase one to do phase two. You know, we know that, but there's discussion now. True. And they're talking in class where you find out now they're keeping in contact outside of it oh. to ask questions. Now they're making friends. So yeah. they're it's yeah.
1: like going to school all over again. You're 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 going in, you meet somebody, you're like, well, Okay, we're going to the same class together but and then you create these lifelong friendships outside of that because you have the same interest and you're into this, you're doing the same thing. and So now I can call, I call Tommy all the time. What do you do with this? I text him all the time. What do you do? With, are you awake? Hey, what do do you, you do this. this? Yeah.
2: What do you guys do with, but it's nice to know because now you know they're talking about it. So it's not this district doing it, this district doing it. It's they're coming together to discuss it and figure out, you know, and, and that's what I think is, is going to be very it's so instrumental in leadership and training also is the conversation that's going away from the classes, but within the districts themselves and between districts to talk, and the yeah. trainers and the directors and the supervisors. So, so
3: this these reasons that you guys are giving right here, if you, for our listeners who are not in Arizona but you're you're out you're out in the universe and you're listening to this amazing program that we've managed to put together, and you're thinking, well, how can I do this? I know a couple of people. It's doable. Mm-hmm. It it is doable. It does take time and it takes a vision. And three years in, we're tired. Three years in, I'm saying, <laughs> I need your PowerPoint. Come on. Where is it? I, d- I needed it last week. Guilty. D- DVD needs it. Come on. The Let's wink,
2: wink. I'm pointing at you, yeah. Tommy email. Yes. And yes. so
3: you get tired. But the end result is you have folks in your state relying on the networking and the friendship and the knowledge that you're paying forward if you have it share it with them it, it, that's, it's that's what it's all about it's doable
2: but don't rush it i mean we took that first year basically you know of setup and researching and talking before we put and something creating out and doubting we didn't what do it in two months we and think make...
3: it's amazing but what if what yeah. if nobody else does yeah it what is if... definitely
2: doable and and yeah. i think it's 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 paid off oh yeah um
1: for sure, it's... do we have any idea how many people have from the from the initial one? How many oh. people have come through? I mean, I guess if you include people who have taken the class twice or gone to the multiple offerings,
2: I, mean, I, I would what two hundred?
1: Oh no, 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 no!
3: Because in our in our first our first three classes that we had, we got to one hundred and fifty.
2: Okay, so more than two hundred. I mean, it's it's it,
3: and that was the first year, so I'm gonna say we're close to about a thousand people. Even
2: better, I like that. I like wow. that number better. That's awesome.
3: But we've got eight thousand bus drivers in the state. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how many, you know, how many driver trainers do we have?
2: But
1: even and, and even honestly, I mean, I think that you know, to me, that's a whole another phase. That how do we reach bus drivers, right? You know, they're not necessarily getting probably minimal training at their district. So how do we get? access to them, whether it's during the summer, or during a break or something where they come and they get some sort of statewide refresher on X, Y, and Z, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever that is, you know, to where we are reaching 8,000 people because they're, you know, again, if we're reaching just a thousand and those are trainers and office staff personnel or, you know, whatever, right, even supervisors, directors, um, how do we get into those eight thousand are yeah. your next people up right those well, are your that's your succession planning that's your yeah. you know how do you get into these these people that have driven a bus for ten years and now they're like, you know what I like to dabble in something else or maybe sure, try something they are that something gopher new. in the office that's just filling time and they they plug in mileage cards or they're doing field trip coordination or something like that, but they're looked at as, quote, just that bus driver. You know, I'm just a bus driver. That's my title is just a bus driver, but I do so much more. So how do we get to that group? Like right? an
2: aspiring leaders so, class. Well, that's kind of what yeah. I
1: th- thought of directors, supervisors is that, you know, when you go back and you look at, we originally had kind of wanted to cap it just for directors and supervisors. Yet, I think in that first TAA one last year that we did, we had so many people in there that weren't, directors yeah. and supervisors that were taking the class. But they had because that desire wanted, to move up. Sure. Well, right. or, to move. or their boss said, hey, you, need to, go, you yeah. need to go to this because I'm grooming you to be the next Secession person. Training. Yeah. Secession training. Yep. Secession training, yeah. Which yeah. I think is part of a, uh, phase three, right? Secession planning?
3: Uh, probably. I think that's what we put on our board. You I know, so I had too. a thought. Our um, We're doing in-service, um, I would say every other month. And they range from 10 to 30 people every yeah, time. That seems to be very why, popular, too. Why couldn't the other entities that you've mentioned, like AAPT, why couldn't they do their version as well? And TAA, and we've talked why about couldn't they do their AAPT. version? And, well, the one of the glaring answers is, well, who's going to do it? None. Who's going to put <laughs> the None. time in? You're not getting travel. paid. You Gone are... Travel. You're volunteers Mm -hmm. and you're doing this above and beyond your, you know, eight hour a day job. And so the limitation is, well, you know, if we put a couple of these on a year, I'll do one of them. That'll be my one, you know, community event if I'm on this board of this, this entity. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's doable. It's just who you get committed to wanting to do it.
2: (laughs) Jason just caught a bug and I think Stephanie is like a
1: mosquito right out of the air. Oh Stephanie I think you just about chopsticks? lost it. <laughs> no. That's what
3: it looked like. You Mr. Miyagi <laughs> uh, I looked up and you had a fly in your hand. This is
1: awesome. Well, whatever. Uh-huh. So Well, I think um we'll wrap this up. We're just over an hour. I appreciate you guys being here. I think we've got some very good topics here and I think that finally you know, we're we're starting to move this along. The the show, I think, as I bring people in that are like-minded, and obviously, I do want to have this group back to talk about Map 21, talk about probably... Clearing House. Clearing House, right? Did you see that article? First week... 8,000 uh, positive, positive drug screens
2: turned just, into yeah, the Clearing House. wild. So eight yep. and and it is nationwide. We, those we those know that, <laughs> but well, agreed because it could <laughs> well, be any. That's what any I wanted CDL to know holder, because but.
3: again, that's for CDL in the United States. That's not bus. It's driving. still pretty scary. I so, think CDL holders
2: oh, yeah. driving this country right. that we're on the road with well, eight thousand of it's all them CBD, are. Well, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, here we go. So oh, he's he's I'm triggered. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So. Well, this was exciting, Jason. Thanks for having us yeah. on. Can't wait to do this Hopefully again. Hopefully, it's
1: not too noisy with the we're in another public setting. So, well, it's all I think good. it'll be all right. But uh, thanks for everybody to yep. tuning in, and thanks to Tommy and Stephanie for joining us. And uh, we'll sign off for now and enjoy your spring breaks. To everybody who's listening during spring break,
2: fifty days of school left after this. Fifty. 50 after Sweet. spring break.
1: I'm in. It's all right, go Hawks! Thank you, everybody. Aww. See you later. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to Hey Bus Driver. Thanks for being part of our community. If you're a student transportation professional, you are part of our family. The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.